0: Hi, Garrett. How are you doing?
1: Great. Being back from WJAX and uh, JFOL yesterday, so I'm fully pumped. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) I understood fully punched, you know. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Luckily not. (laughs) Uh, You ask me now, what's the plan? And uh, if you know my podcast, there's, of course, no plan because uh, everything starts with
1: the first question, the most important one. What was your first computer? It was a Texas Instruments TE, a TI ninety nine four A, and I still have it. <laughs> you have it here. If you give me a second, I can I can get it. <laughs> it's just around the corner.
0: <laughs> okay, so the, you are my second guest, who actually has the, you the 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 first computer. So um, it is oh really, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, so um, what you did, or why you got it, or you wanted to have it? How how
1: it happened? Uh, it happened um, when I. Uh, let me think about it. I'm not sure when I saw the first computer, but I think it was when it came up in school, 1981-something. Um, okay. And I saw the Apple IIe. Uh, We had it in school. We had three of them, and I saw that. And a friend of mine, the father was a doctor, and he had an Apple e. And uh-huh. he had also these Texas instruments. Uh-huh. And then he just said, oh, this is our old computer. And I asked, oh, old computer. So maybe your dad want to sell it. <laughs> so he sold it to me. And... Um, how expensive was it you know remember at at that time yeah i at that time it was around 260 german marks which is still still a lot of money yeah it took me some time to convince my parents that i need this computer (laughs) yeah that was the that was how it started and then uh yeah, it's interesting. I I kept it because they have so much memory, uh, good yeah. memories about that time. So it it's just good to see it <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> so okay. So what you did with it? Because I uh, I mean,
0: if you, if you saw the apple, right? So there's always something going on in your head. So I, I would like to play with it, or I would like like Star Trek, Star Wars, or whatever, right? So um, yeah. in, in your case,
1: maybe more Star Wars than Star Trek, I, I would <laughs> assume. But uh, but uh, why you wanted to have it? So first of all, I was fascinated by the technology, and of course, it was games, right? At mm-hmm. that time, we had these Acadi machines everywhere, and uh, that I was fascinated by the by the games, and and there have been three games with this computer, and it was these cartridges that you have to plug in. Mm-hmm. So I got the computer. I was playing for maybe a couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, until I managed to to master all the games, and then it was very boring because you couldn't buy games here. You have Uh to import them from the US and I was 13 maybe or 12. So it it was not possible for me. Uh So I I started to, okay, what can I do? And I typed in, hello, my name is Garrett. Enter syntax error. Uh Okay. Uh Again, next try. Um, How are you doing? Uh Syntax error. Ah, Okay, gaming. So I went back to gaming and then it maybe took a week and then I thought, oh, there was this manual. Oh, let me take a look at it. And so I started uh, figuring out that you can tell the machine what to do, and it will do it if you do it in the right way. And I was totally fascinated by this, uh, and that still drives me. It's, it's. I love coding, talking to machines. It doesn't have to be Java in general, but I love Java. But it's still um, the. the ability to talk to a machine and tell the machine what to do this is really it's it's fascinating to me mm-hmm. so I tell you my story I told you already
0: uh, on the podcast but maybe interesting to you so my first was static spectrum a ah. similar story and I wanted to code it because I like the machine and I wanted to use you know the keyboard a little bit more <laughs> but I had no idea <laughs> because I only the joysticks like this is nice but this is actually a machine I can do something useful with And then I found the manual. So I knew, and I really liked the manual because it was uh, beautiful. And the problem was was in French. I have no idea about French. So, um, and I found the code, right? And the first example, as I remember, this was basic, started with REM. You know what REM is? Yeah, sure. What is it?
1: It's a comment. It's a comment. So
0: I wrote exactly what you wrote. So REM, you know, and then, uh, I don't know, I am Adam or master of the universe or whatever. And it always worked. And I said, "This is great, you know. Whatever I am doing, it is always working." But uh, and then I assumed that the games I programmed this way that there's like you know you you, you write a page with the REMs, you know, the, all the characters, and then they get somehow replaced behind the scenes. Yeah. So you know, like yeah, um, yes. and 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 for me, I I, I couldn't understand. It. You know, there's a lot of work. You know, to program game, I had no idea this is like a movie or whatever. And then you know, and and then I don't know how. Um, I learned a bit, but it took f- far, f- uh, far more time than in your case. I think I, I, don't know. After one year, I was able to understand a for loop or whatever. But uh, this was actually I wanted to do something useful with computers, but I had no idea what to do. Right, so.
1: But it was very similar to me. So I okay. was I was looking at the the computer stores, and I saw the apples and and IBMs at mm-hmm. that time, and. I was like, wow, they have this this beautiful graphical interface, especially mm-hmm. the Macs. Mm-hmm. So I tried to program that stuff. That was on the second PC. Mm-hmm. That was a Z80 based thing, like the ZX Spectrum. It was a Sharp. So I, I oh, never okay. had this this famous computer. I always had computers nobody <laughs> else had. Yeah. So uh, the Sharp MZ8 MZ822, and before that I had the 731 with an integrated plotter. Mm-hmm. I still have that one, so <laughs> so I kept the old stuff, and with this one I had to code in an assembler. So that was hex code assembler even wow. because it came uh, without BASIC. So it came just with a hex monitor. That was the whole thing. So back to I the TI. Coding. Back
0: back to the TI. Uh, yeah. Was it a calculator or a proper machine? So it looked like C sixty four or more like uh, no, it's, um, it
1: was a TMS. Um, I can't remember the number of the CPU but it's um it's a 16 bit CPU it, it was a computer so it's really okay. like a personal computer but the very early ones so it's uh, it's it's nice <laughs> these okay. days you would say it's more calculator but at that time it was i think it had 16k ram
0: now, I'm asking because many uh, programmers started with the Texas instrument but it was an, a calculator yeah, the, yeah, right. And you could also program the calculators. Yeah, so this is, there are two, okay, but you, you had a proper computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: it's a computer like like a keyboard-sized computer. So it has okay. a keyboard on it and the slots. And then you have on the back, you can put in a, a, a what is it, F-Bus signal from a TV set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was a proper computer, but yeah, computers of that time.
0: <laughs> so on what you achieved, so what you did with it. So after, you know, uh, understanding, uh, what was your first, program or whatever so what you know so.
1: so the first programs i did with this one was more or less learning how to talk to the machine mm-hmm. so this is, was it was not really useful stuff it was more like okay um, what can i do here or let as you said figuring out that you can do stuff in loops right you don't have to write everything again it's it's really learning how the machine works by doing mm-hmm. by just coding right so you you figure out ah that's how it works which is a totally different approach that we have these days, right? So these days, kids grow up with with mobile phones, and these are supercomputers at that time. But uh, it it was a different approach because it was more related to how the hardware worked. So you have to understand how the machine works to get the programs working. So it was I, I was really fascinated. I mean, I studied physics and with the with the focus on microsystem technology Re- because of that. I would like to know how things work. Mm-hmm. how these computers work internally helped me again better understanding coding because it's just it's it's so related to each other but but these days i, I miss that a little bit it's it's it was different in the, in the, in the old days
0: I would say the the big difference between uh now and then is maybe that uh, back then there was lots of science fiction movies right uh, yeah. bad ones but they were and you saw the computer and you say wow this is some something like you know almost like uh, AI right back yeah. now ah, a little true. bit so yeah. and uh, if you if you, and no one knew actually what a computer can do so if you saw a computer i always suspected it is a part of you know uh, science fiction and and then you started to work with and uh, and and this is how it happened and now the uh, computers or you know smartphones whatever are more like multimedia devices and the problem yeah, is right. right they are they are already it's hard to top it because if you do nothing that you have the maximum output, you know, there's this 4k output looks beautiful, and everything is exciting. And if you start to work with it, right, everything gets (laughs) worse, because you have to work, you know, two days. And at the end, you see maybe black and white in 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 wrong font, you know, hello world. So it is uh, uh, exactly, you know, the opposite. in, at our time, you were actually motivated to do something yeah. because uh, it could only get better. And right now, it only can get worse. <laughs> and yeah. at the end, maybe, you know, you achieve 30% of this what you already have. <laughs>
1: yeah, I absolutely agree. So it was really like every step you took was a step forward. So yeah. it was always getting better, as you said. It, it's really, yeah, maybe this is the difference. And I totally agree to that. And I miss these days. And I miss. I also go sometimes to the school, help uh children in the in mm-hmm. IT courses and it's so it's bad to see that even the teachers don't have this for me it's very emotional computers yeah. I'm really I'm, I'm attached to this whole technology mm-hmm. because I have this good memories but this the teachers these days not all of them have that and they yeah. can't support this feeling so I, I have the impression the lack of of people in IT is probably because we don't we don't know how to spark the interest in the kids yeah, to make it to them available and say, "Look, this is you can do this tiny things, and then you can lit up this LED or whatever. You can do stuff, right?" Yeah, be- and and I think this this might be a problem uh, these days, and and we didn't have the problem. We have we have been lucky if we have a computer, and then you can do, as yeah. you said, you just do something, and wow, it works. You you just yeah. step forward, and then you can continue from that. So at the beginning, <clears throat> my motivation was you not know, the
0: Star Wars uh, is nothing. If you have a computer, you no, know, you are in your <laughs> own world. So you are yeah. actually. <laughs> you are the thing right and and this motivated me also nothing happened actually but for me it was a very special special thing and usually you know with everything i got bored but computer was the only thing which was uh, limitless, so you you could yeah. actually and even now, right? So the reason why I'm still doing Java because uh, I still learn things. I mean, this yeah. is the uh, this and and uh, if I would learn different programming language in parallel, I would be overwhelmed. You know, I only would like yeah. to sleep. So this, this is the, the great thing. So you can learn the entire time
1: as long as you're learning, it's not boring, right? Exactly, totally agree. And this is also one of the reasons why I stick to Java is once you are in this area and, and it's evolving over so many years and still can keep up with all the other new stuff that's coming. Yeah. But and it, 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 that's really fascinating. So you in the beginning it was like, oh we don't have lambdas, only Groovy can do that. Suddenly we got that with JDK 8 yeah. and it was like wow. Right. So now mm-hmm. you can all you can do the same things that you could do before only with specific languages. So yeah. Java keeps up all the time. And as you said, you have to learn and learn and yeah. if you enjoy learn, learning learning then it, it's it's great. I really love it.
0: Uh, by the way, uh, this is just a side note. After WJX, someone came to me again and said, what's my opinion about Kotlin? As always, right? So I said, okay, <laughs> Uh Cotton is, is is nice, but you know with Java twenty one, uh, this is my. I'm just happy and I'm hyper productive, and I cannot imagine that I. If Kotlin gets better. Maybe I would be ten percent better, but in order to be really better, you have to be fifty percent better to convince my clients. Yep. So and then you know and then we had the discussion about uh, the programming language, and after every whatever feature, I I I found something in Java, and at the end, uh, the uh, the attendee told me, but no. I really like Kotlin because of the collections, because they are different and, and nicer. And, and And my answer was, yeah, okay. I mean, I've connection the collections, right, and streams is the least problem I have with. So, yeah. and if if I, if I and if I perform their code reviews, you know, I' still fighting with developers who just do you know. Uh, list for each, and then huge lambda, and then transform to. So, so I would say, if, if we would just use what Java has right now yeah. to eighty percent, I would say we could speed up everything by fifty percent. So there is oh. no need, you know. And then if you are that good, how that good? You write that simple code. It's not good. It's just you know believing what Java has and use it. Then um, then maybe you can switch to a different language. But uh, but this is like you know you have like you know race car and now you are talking about formula 1 so and this is this is this is the difference right but not yeah. like you know you have uh, what was it trabant right the Trabi. <laughs> and then you say okay uh, uh i don't use anything and then they switch you know to something different because yeah. uh, i mean so just drive the trabant right you know at the speed and then th- yeah, think exactly. about porsche
1: so, but but you know what? That come, comes back to the stuff where we how we grow up with computers because you have to squeeze out everything out of this of, out of the stuff that you have, and mm-hmm. you just use it in the right way. And suddenly mm-hmm. you look at back at the C64 from mm-hmm. Commodore. I never had one, but these games that they have been able to program, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yes, if you see, it was 64k, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's really amazing what you can do if you really squeeze out if you know how to use what you mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. and these days people are just so used to oh, oh look there is this new language it can do this thing way better well maybe you take a look at what you have and learn how to use it correctly and then you will see oh it, it's quite good already so you don't have to change right
0: yeah uh, by the way uh, I also uh, played a lot even in, during my study but then I found out that actually all the games are somehow similar because you know there's one you know the 3D engine and mm-hmm. this is more or less like movie and then it became <laughs> suddenly so boring I never played that game and I, now I'm somehow, you know, interested in games, but I like, you know, to watch for five minutes and then I completely lose my interest just because of the fact. And but back that's then.
1: That's really fascinating. I'm the same. I stopped playing games in my, after my study, never played again. I never I'm not like this games. decision, but I
0: was suddenly bored i say look at oh, this game there was this a game and there's you no know, different characters but it's the same okay this is and 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 yeah, it's- and now i like someone plays you know at conference whatever i stop by and watch become interested know how the graphics are working whatever so it's nice but this is like you know talking about a 1k movie and 4k movie or 3d yeah. television i could also look at this for five minutes and then go go away right so <laughs> back to you so what was the most serious or complicated program you wrote on the machine
1: oh on that machine it wasn't very complex This was mainly, like I said, that was more learning. I, I did that only for, well, let me think about it, maybe it was a year or one and a half, and then I got the new computer. Why? Because I saw that the Z80 can do way more things than the, okay. the instruments, and it wasn't that much more expensive, so I. that was an interesting story. <laughs> okay. Because... Parents went to to vacation. and have two sisters, mm-hmm. and because we had a small car, only two of us kids could join the vacation. Ah, okay, so good. one had, had to stay home. Was it so a I'm Porsche? The- Was it a Porsche car? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I, I can't, it was a fort, so, but oh, okay. very small. Okay. So then they. Uh, one year before, uh, I and my smaller, or my, my younger uh, sister and me, we joined our parents. And then the next year I had to stay home. Mm-hmm. So my parents gave me some money and said, this is for three weeks, enjoy. So mm-hmm. I was maybe 14 mm-hmm. and um, staying at home for three weeks alone these days, I couldn't imagine. But yeah, my parents did that. So I stayed at home and then I didn't bought anything from mm-hmm. that money. I just kept the whole money mm-hmm. because I would like to save it for the next computer. <laughs> when I came back, when my parents came back from vacation, I ate everything that we have in the house. Just don't, <laughs> use, don't use the money, right? Yeah. And then they came back and I, I said, look, I just saved all the money. And my mother said, why? I would like to buy a new computer. And then I said, okay, because you have been so brave saving all the money, we will give you the rest. So you I got my, my Sharp starved.
0: computer. your star. So it means right now, you know, that your experience, if you would be right in Alcatraz jail for a month, you would be happy, right? So you would come out and say, okay,
1: I would like just to have a new Mac, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was I was really I was really keen on getting a new computer. So whatever it takes, and I knew I don't have the money. So that was the chance to get a new one. Mm-hmm. And once I got that one... What I did really, the three weeks? You, you coached the entire time or... Oh, it was uh, to be honest. Friends came with uh-huh. their computers, and uh-huh. we did the. We hooked them up, tried to do networking with the Texas Instruments, and uh, it was a C sixteen. I uh-huh. think was the model uh-huh. from Commodore, and we tried to do serial connection and and try to communicate. Wow. It was quite interesting. And then, uh, somehow. We could send characters. Th- that, that, but that this is
0: incredible. So it means your friends were also coders, more or less,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, it. It was this time where we had these home computers, and and. We we just met and we have all been fascinated by what you can do. You remember the days where you have the the, um, the magazines where you can type, uh-huh. uh, just have to uh-huh. type uh-huh. all the program uh-huh. code and then. Hopefully it works if you don't have any typo in it. Mm-hmm. So we did that to, to make things work and, and we attached cassette players and we had to solder stuff. I had to solder stuff on my on my Texas instruments because the, the serial port was not capable of handling uh, the, the, the cassette player. So I had to really solder a wire and all these things, make it work. But that was just, it, it was different times. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, so, okay, so you got the next one. What happened then? Oh, that was different because it didn't came with BASIC or something. It just came with this HEX editor, right? You, you switch it on, you have a HEX editor, that's it. Oh. So I, I stumbled upon that. I was like, okay, so you can load BASIC, you can load Pascal, whatever, with a cassette player. And But I was fascinated by that I can see because it was a live HEX monitor. So that means you can scroll to the memory and suddenly you see stuff that's always changing. I was like, oh, what's going on? Why is this changing? So I was reading in a book. I I still also have the book, the Z80 book. It's like that. that And I was reading through the commands. I saw the hex codes. I was like, oh, this is something like an interrupt. Oh, what's that? So I was in, oh, this is cool. So I figured out if you can write some code here in that area of the memory. And then you just move the interrupt to this uh, address. And in the end, you go back to the original one. Then you can add stuff to the running loop, right? So to your operating system and that's how i figured out how to code graphic stuff in the in these days uh, directly in hex code it took a long time to get simple things working but i think the 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 thing i was most proud of was i programmed a, a menu bar where you can use um, the cursor keys to move a mouse pointer. Right, okay. there was no mouse, so I just used the cursor keys, and it was. And you can click a button; it will drop down a menu and you can menu, and then you can select stuff. So that was everything I, I managed to do in. in but it's a huge
0: achievement in 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 assembler.
1: Yeah, it was it was a lot of code, and it took a long time. But it, if you have this plan in your head, right, then yeah. it, time doesn't matter. So you just every day, and you have to save it on the cassette player. Make sure you find it back when yeah. you have reload and all that. But it was. Absolutely fascinating. So I'm still. This is the stuff that drives me because I know you can make things happen. It, it's it's yeah. it's up to you, right? If you if you're really thrilled to do something, then you can do it. If you yeah. just have to learn it, right? You have to learn it first, but then everything's possible. Exactly.
0: So what, I was even capable, you know, to find out which program it is according to the sound of the cassette. Oh no! I need to know. <laughs> how, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how far I have to scroll, you know, back and forth, because I have multiple programs on one cassette. Yeah, So yeah, it was sure. not that easy to find it. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, that, that that was good times. So just yeah. like
0: a start. This was the beginnings of reactive programming, you know, something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there you there,
0: go. Yeah, there was a live memory, and you could you know, hook to the memory, and it called you back. So this is actually right uh, reactive programming. So this is how it happened. um yeah t- this is actually amazing and and then you s- stick with uh, assembler or you loaded other No languages? and then
1: I started doing uh, Pascal mm-hmm. and also a little bit of BASIC and then at one point I, s- I jumped on that whole x86 train and got my first PC it was a 286 I mm-hmm. think and then I got the two- the 386 the 486 the pentium and everything mm-hmm. that came after that which until I think it was shortly before 2000 and then I switched to Mac and i always wanted to have a mac but they are so expensive so i was like oh there's no chance and then i got a chance to get one uh-huh. and once i got a mac I, I never looked back so i'm i'm still on mac and i love it it's for me it's really uh, uh-huh. the platform is nice yeah but and it got the- more complex so it I, I i moved away from assembler when we got this uh multi cores and all these things it it got so complex to do this kind of things even today it, today it's it, it, to me totally impossible if i take a look at assembler code it's 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 so complex with these machines and the capabilities that i now i i like java <laughs> it, okay its it, good abstraction <laughs> so
0: but um so okay so you wrote the, the 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 not progress bar the uh, the menu bar right on, menu, in uh, Hex, mm-hmm. on the machine what was your next uh, your next project so i'm just interested in your progression you know which software you wrote until you know later so oh i
1: I've, I've started writing some games okay. so that was in different languages i i, I think uh, mainly in pascal at that at that times but this is all um, that was not really graphical that was the cursor graphics right so ascii graphics stuff mm-hmm. um, at that time and and simple things, like really not... It was more getting the concepts behind gaming, which is... Uh, it's quite complex. You, if you just play a game, you won't even realize what it takes to make that work. Even the simplest games is not that simple. Mm-hmm. So and I was fascinated by... When you do that, you suddenly understand what hurdles they have to take to make it work. And mm-hmm. that that's really interesting and fascinating. Then I... um I think I I stopped coding for some time because in the... I also had a Commodore Amiga in between, and there that was you copy the stuff from everywhere. It was all about gaming, right? That was my gaming time. But
0: Amiga was amazing, I have to say. Yeah, it was. Uh, Amiga 500, was, at least it was.
1: It was incredible what you can do with these machines, right? It, it looked from... If you came from the C64 or if you saw that and know it, and then you saw the Amiga, it was like, wow. The sound was amazing. The graphics had been amazing. The games and everything—it was really evolving a lot. But Atari w- ST
0: was similar, right? There was Amiga 500, and was similar Atari yeah. ST. And 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 just look at this—I yeah. never had them, but uh, they were from the capability. It seems to be that they, they were were very similar, right?
1: Yeah, very similar. I think the Atari ST—I would love to have one of those, but um, I I couldn't get one. It was also too expensive for me, so I got a, a used uh, Amiga 500, and that was okay. And when I stepped from that one to the the uh, x oh no the 286 i got a hercules graphics
0: oh Mm -hmm. it
1: was monochrome only (laughs) so i went back to coding because there was no gaming right so um then i started coding on the x86 i started a little bit with assembler but then then i moved to other languages mainly pascal at that time Uh, a little bit c and then i stopped coding for a long time i just used the computer all the time because i got everything you can If I had a problem, I know someone, oh, you have the program that solves my problem. I use the programs. Um, And then I started coding again when I, during my studies, that was, uh, I mean, I studied physics, but um, how you picked,
0: why, why you wanted to to study physics and not computer science, for instance.
1: Oh yeah. That's a longer story because I was really bad in school. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a total loser. So I repeated two classes. I had to change school um, because I was not interested in in listening <laughs> to, the, to the teachers. <laughs> you are a rebel. And uh, and then at at one point I realized, oh, it's all so easy. You just have to do your homework. And and then um, it's like that, right? So um, <laughs> so there's note, you know, to all listeners,
0: you. Only have to do the homework, right?
1: Yeah, it was really. And your cl- parents never really told you
0: this? You never uh, told you this? The homework? I told is me, you but I,
1: I won't listen. I, I okay. had to experience it myself. Okay. <laughs> so and uh and then I, I I it took a long time for me to find the right place. I always would love to work with computers, but I tried forty-seven times to get a job and they always told me you're not good enough in school. So and I was like, shit, this yeah. is really it's my fault, right? Yeah. So, and then I studied physics because I um, I, lo- I would like to know how things work. That was the main intention. It was not really, um, I would like to become a scientist or something. I would lo- like to know how things work in general. So, and that's physics. So I studied physics. And once I finished that, I, you enjoyed I that or you said it was a bad decision. Absolutely. It, okay. It, it was the best thing ever. And then I worked for 10 years in a, in a semiconductor area and nanotechnology research. And, um, the technology was fascinating. And it was always with computers. And then over that time, I I moved from engineering into software development and then became the leader of the software development department. And that was the time when I started coding again. Because once I was the leader of that team, I stopped coding. I was like, oh, this is terrible. So I came home, asked my wife, uh, so how was your day? And she told me, oh, yeah, I did this and this. I created that. And I was like, hmm, what did I create today? Hmm. And so I started coding again. And um, I went to the office at 5 a.m. just to have three hours before the official work starts to code stuff. And then I created libraries. I was fascinated in graphics um, because I I suck totally in drawing stuff with my hand. Uh But I'm really good in doing technical drawings. We had that uh, during my studies. I had to do that. And I really enjoyed that a lot. And for me, computer graphics is drawing by numbers, mm-hmm. and I can do that absolutely.
0: So what do you and mean? So you can you can you can write
1: coordinates like in CSS, and it, it you know what you're writing or? Mm, it's like um, you know, if you have a gradient, this is mm-hmm. just um, it's a it's a color that changes values. It's mm-hmm. numbers that yeah. change over mm-hmm. a period of time for or or, or um, mm-hmm. the length, yeah. right? So this is this is what I mean. So you you draw if you have a vector graphics, it's all about coordinates. Mm-hmm. And you get the result is the graphics, but the code, yes. is, this is some, something I can do. So I figured out that this is really something I like. So I started, I watched um, Apollo 13, the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by space stuff, whatever it is. So I, I watched the movie and there is the, bo- the, the computer of the, the module, mm-hmm. the, the, the lunar module. So I saw that and I took a screenshot and I was like, okay, can I do that in Java? Mm-hmm. That was my because wait,
0: wait, you, Java how, how, okay
1: yeah that was you, that was already in Java. So
0: in the nanote- nanotechnology company you started with Java already?
1: Yes, because the reason was I had a Mac at home. And it's mm-hmm. a Windows machine at work. Mm-hmm. And I hated the fact that we have different code bases. So okay, which
0: Java was it, you know?
1: Uh, that was Java 1.4 at that time. So, so I late.
0: Stopped. I thought you were one of, the
1: you know... Of no, no, I wasn't one of the early adopters. So I oh, was okay. really... Um, people told me about it and I was like, yeah, but I don't really need it. I didn't saw the reason why okay. should I... I used C at that time. So why should I use that, right? There's, okay. I, I didn't. But then when I saw, oh, it's cross-platform. And then I figured that out, that I write code on my Mac, I take it to the office and run it on the Windows machine and it works. That was for me magic. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is the key. This is how it should be, right? Mm -hmm. I have a virtual machine. I can run the code wherever I like. Mm -hmm. And then I You like like
0: this? I really like that. Because um, I, I started with Java from the beginning, but before I used C and C++. (laughs) <laughs> and then everyone, uh, and then was Oak. This was um, Java was almost out, and uh, I don't know. I I was able to. It was JDK one, one zero two B. I remember. So and mm-hmm. before that it was the Oak, and they told me this is platform neutral, like it's great. It r- runs everywhere. And then if I saw how it works, I was disappointed. I mean, this is a fake, you know, you have to install the software first, you know, and then the bytecode runs inside. This is no difference than if I install Word on different, you know, on different operating systems, I can open the doc file. I was so disappointed. It's like, what is a huge fake, the entire thing? But um, but I was only motivated because someone told me, you know, Java is the true object-oriented programming language and C++ is not. Okay. and i and i say okay um then i learned the true thing why i should spend time with c++ right <laughs> and and this was actually why i used java but i for the i think the first Two years. I still didn't like Java. I I would like to have C plus because for me it was cleaner. It was I you know the, the the headers were better separated in Java interfaces. Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, uh, and it, it was more fun. There were there were operator overloading. I always tried to overload plus, for instance, for fun. Yeah. And in Java it was not available, so I was like, it was a boring and uh, yeah. And and the airplanes were diverse. Like you spent. Oh, w- oh yeah. What? Why I need? You know, there was a Duke. I remember with Earhammer, You know, pressluv hammer. The yeah, air and and everyone wanted to have it. It's like, why the hell I need this in a browser? I, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't understand what's the purpose of it because uh, it was slow. It took forever. There was a gray rectangle, and everyone was excited, right? You remember the well, system systems conference, systems in Germany, systems conference yeah. in Munich. It was a traffic jam, you know, uh, and and the entire conference was more or less Java in one point of time, and everyone was um, um after applets
1: yeah it, it was it yeah was a hype. It, it
0: was it was crazy so uh i, I would even say it, even more hype than now ai back then oh, yeah, I, I remember that days, yeah
1: yeah i, I remember that. and also i saw at the sebit uh, in hanover yeah was the biggest, yeah they had all this, this the, the the sun the coffee machine right? yeah where they yeah. have the, the, yeah. the machines that you can run as a as a web uh yeah, exactly
0: thin client a thin
1: client. that was it was i mean it was like a lot of stuff that sun did it was ahead of time probably everything and you looked beautiful i
0: I wanted to yeah. have everything but the problem with sun is why why they uh, i mean i wanted to buy sun machines yeah but you couldn't if you were in germany so i went yeah. to them <laughs> I, I i there was like you know the the tower and i went yeah. to sun and i, I did the workshops for sun microsystems from time to time i was the uh, freelancing uh, trainer right and i say i would like to buy the machine and I said, okay, let's see what you are. You're working for us. Maybe, you know, you can buy it. I didn't want to do this <laughs> nothing. And then it went back and forth. And it says, impossible. It's like, yeah, I mean, you have to, you're saying, hardware. how you can tell me it's impossible. I mean, I'm working for you. I will buy, you know, everything. No, it's impossible. And then <clears throat> at the uh, OOP conference, for unknown reasons, there was also a uh, part of the Sun booth. Mm-hmm. And they had Intel machines, which yeah. also look beautiful, no, the the the, the chassis, yeah. and um, there was simp- easier to buy them, but also strangely, so not directly, somehow in- indirectly, and the and the um the uh, the last story about that, so I was so was JDK won one time, there was IDE, it was uh, Sun uh, Java Studio Workshop and Sun's Java Studio Creator, and I wanted to have the IDEs, they cost costed uh, two hundred Deutschmarks, Marks, so roughly one hundred euro. So and I got a beautiful book. So I said, okay, I wanted to buy it. So I went to the website. So I got first a book. I think the book was more expensive than the two IDEs because it was beautiful. There are all the machines. It's a catalog of all the machines, beautifully printed, and um, it smelled nicely. So it was really like you would buy it right now, right? So and and then I ordered the two uh, two IDEs, and nothing happens. And then I get a call, and they interviewed me. And I said, like, this is really strange. I mean, I, I, and then afterwards, I became enterprise reseller or whatever, you know, uh, and and I got a credit. So I could, in theory, buy the sand E10K, you know, with oh, 400,000 nice. euros. Yeah, but I actually, at the end, the only thing I bought were the IDEs. And then and then I got the IDs and never and I got the books for years. So I, I think ten years after I still had all the books. and all the beautiful machines, and this was Sun. I think they they went bankrupt because because it was hard to buy for anything yeah. from them. So and this that, is this is true. and this sounds funny, but this was really true. And I, I really wanted yeah. to yeah, and, and it was. It, 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 and I saw in the books, they had, I think even they had a notebook or something similar. I, I said, this is cool. I really w- w- would like to have it. And I assembled my own servers, you know, but only because I couldn't, couldn't buy Sun you machines couldn't buy the sun machine. yeah. <laughs> so I tried to replicate that so maybe you know it was <laughs> like in your case you know you couldn't buy you know the hardware in US for me was the same and I worked actually for Sun Germany so I would say if you are not uh I think it worked something differently so you had to be a big company you know to order the service there was no yeah. plan to, 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 to uh, or to no strategy it, to, to sell it directly you know or something yeah, like yeah. this. this was the problem yeah. but funny for me actually <laughs> okay, so now you know uh, even more stories, uh, uh, funny stories, but I still like Sun. It really fascinated me, the entire company. It was, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. Everything was right, you know, the Duke, the, the design, the colors, the website, the coffee. So this was like the perfect storm.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah. it was one of these things where, I I mean, I, I told you I, I love Apple. Not also that sun. the Sun. Design stuff, but the Sun things it was combined with technology right yeah. they had this this new things nobody else had and you 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 saw it and was like wow look at it and they always nice presented yeah. and the packaging was right and like you said the colors and everything yeah. It's like wow i would like to have it yeah exactly <laughs> yeah cool yeah, so you so you started with jdk 1. four. so what you coded from 5 to 8 um so this is usually tools for engineers so we had uh, it was e-beam lithography tools. It's uh, normal people don't, don't know that. So it's <laughs> stuff, you, you, you write um, chips with it. Okay. So to make it very easy. So but this was for prototyping. So for example, uh, TSMC was a customer, Intel, Infini and all these companies, uh, AMD. They all had these machines, and not for production, but for figuring out the next pr- uh, technology. Okay. This is what the tools have been for. And uh, that was, I mean, for me, that was perfect. I mean, I I was at TSMC in Taiwan. I don't know how often I I saw Intel. I saw Infineon and and all the fabs. I was in the clean rooms and seeing how the stuff is produced, knowing how it works and doing coding. It's for me, that was the perfect, uh, perfect thing to do. So, and we had engineers going to all the companies and doing the installation of the hardware. And then also I did uh, installation and training. And for these kinds of things, we needed tools for several things. And I started writing tools in Java because then I know people can use it on Mac, on Windows, wherever. Mm-hmm. And we had customers, especially in the U.S. Lots of universities have these tools. And we have customers in the, or had customers in the U.S. And the universities run completely on Apple. So we came with a Windows machine. And they said, uh, okay, uh, we might make an exception to add your machine to the park but um, can you give us some tools to that we can prepare stuff for your uh, software? Because we all work on Mac. So I was like, oh, if I use Java, no uh-huh. problem, right? Uh-huh. They can just run the stuff and wherever they can run it uh, on Windows, Mac or Linux, um, it's no problem. So that was one of the reasons why I, I wrote a lot of tools for engineers, um, not really big applications. It's mainly smaller tools that I wrote. And that was mainly in this... Uh, very technology uh or let's say um it's very physical stuff so it, it in physics in for electron beam lithography things so it's not really something that i could explain <laughs> with uh,
0: with user interface or was it cli
1: yeah yeah it was often with user interfaces Swing. Um, there was swing at that time yeah i did a lot of swing uh, and I remember how I started coding graphical stuff be- because, you know, I did a lot of Java mm-hmm. and, and also spring work. And uh, people sometimes ask me, so how comes you did this? Uh, why do you do this, all these graphics? And for me, it was, uh, that was just, there was one key uh, point in time where we needed a gauge, like a temperature gauge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to, to visualize the temperature in one of our tools. So I, I went to my former boss and said, "Look, I would like to do this, and I need a. There's a library I can buy. I, I can't remember the price. Let's say it was a thousand German marks, mm-hmm. um, and that has all these components, so I can use them and visualize stuff. And he was like, "What is this? A thousand German marks? That's too much." I was like, "Oh, okay. Mm. So I, I was, and then I came to this uh, Apollo 13 thing, where I watched the movie, saw the computer, and was like, hmm, "Can I do that in Swing?" Mm -hmm. I never thought about it, doing it on my own because I thought I'm a total loser with design because I can't draw with a hand, right? So, and then I I started, okay, let's try it. So, I tried to convert the picture with functionality into code and that worked out from the beginning. I was like, ah, that's pretty easy. It's not really hard to do that. So, I went more and more into, can I do this stuff? For me, it's always a challenge. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff that I do, all the libraries, it's not really that I use them For me, it's more: Can I do it? What's the challenge here? Almost math.
0: Yeah, one one uh, mathematician told me uh, he
1: only would like to know that is possible.
0: Then then he stops. Exactly. So for me,
1: it's really like it's it's like my personal challenge, Mm -hmm. and I always till now I always was able to to manage to to get it done, and it's uh, it's fascinating for me to see stuff, and then can I do that in graphics, and how is the way? How can I implement it? and so then that's how that's how it started so i just created the first gauge used it i published it on the on our user group blog right so and then andres Armire, you mm-hmm. probably know him he saw that and then he pinged me and said oh you should do more about this stuff i was like oh okay if you say so and then uh uh oh, what's his last name uh, david from um, there's this very famous uh, charts library for swing um can't remember that but everybody uses that j free chartf chart, mm-hmm. chart. Mm-hmm. yes and and uh, the guy saw it and he was like oh can can I add it to j3 chart mm-hmm. and I was like my my component oh I was totally shocked I was like, uh, 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 yes sure you can he gave me some hints like you have to make it scalable and I was like ah good idea so I figured out how to make components which scalable year was so it, it long time ago 2006 uh, 2000. seven yeah something around that time maybe. okay so, and I started looking into that. And then the interesting part was I came out with this library, it's called SteelSeries. Mm-hmm. And then it, that was a little bit later. I think that maybe was around 2011. And then that was also the first time I went to Java 1 because I never did that. I mean, San Francisco, I didn't have the money to go there and, and the company wouldn't support me. So... Um, one so I one suppose-
0: short interruption, because you said, you know, you always, uh, until now, you were al- al- always able to prove that you can achieve something right this mm-hmm. so what 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 i suspect is you are continuing this because you are afraid so if you stop one time it will stop right <laughs> you you have to complete Maybe. the challenge Maybe. right <laughs> <laughs> Because a uh, similar <laughs> attitude with bugs finding, you know, if something that like this is impossible, it has to work, but it doesn't, right? But I have to find yeah. it out because if I stop, I become lazy. And the next time, you know...
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, maybe it is something like that. So I need that as some kind of a motivation mm-hmm. to, to keep going and to learn new stuff because mm-hmm. it's interesting that if you can manage to do that, to realize it, from the idea to the implementation then you can show it to others and people say, oh, I didn't know that this is possible. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, I also didn't know, but it is possible. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. do it. You have just to figure out how to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, so that was... Uh, and also,
0: was, one thing on that note is, um, for me, right, if there is an error, and this is a computer, so uh, it is usually my fault, right? So th- there should yeah. be a solution to the problem. And if you know that it's that crystal clear, and so, okay, it's my fault, so I will find the problem, right? But if you give up, it waters down and then you just give up you say maybe you know the chip is broken or there was some you know <laughs> there was some fluctuation in the in a, of frequencies or whatever or dark forces or whatever right and and then you just okay um, I, I i don't care so this is this is important that that you know ex- exactly this is on me and we can solve it or not but uh, in computers this is uh, usually is always your fault right it is yeah, um, yeah.
1: And that, that means if you say I can't fix it, then you are not smart enough. Yeah, yeah or not I, I persistent, persistent,
0: not even smart. I would say you yeah. only have to be consistent and persistent. Right.
1: At, no, that's true. Yeah. It's yeah, just cool. keep on going and try to figure out the problem and okay. solve it.
0: So still serious, I remember, because I like, uh, I like swing a lot, and I didn't like SWT because it was like yeah. unnecessary technology for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Because I uh, said so, yeah, uh, Java totally is there. Why you should use Eclipse? I mean, we, we could do this, yeah. but always is like like Kotlin right now. Uh, it is a bit, maybe a bit nicer, but there is nothing yeah. to install. Just pick Java and it runs. So this was always yeah. my attitude. And I think i have still serious, I remember, because uh, you had a blog or still have, and uh, you had the screenshots and they always look beautiful. So it was like proof, you know, IntelliJ and your stuff. And I uh, said, so, okay, it can look great. And yeah, of course. Exactly. The, uh, you know, remember the, um, how it was called? Complete GUI makeover, the Java 1 session. Ah, oh, yeah, the extreme GUI makeover. A extreme yeah. GUI makeover by now the Android guy. It was the French guy. I forgot his yeah. name. And uh, and uh, Chet Ch- Ch- Chase, I think, was the yeah, one it, guy, the swing the guy. One. Um, and, and, uh, and they had, did also beautiful things. And the entire oh, yeah. session was uh, a show, more or less. Yeah, and um, this is was also you know one of my reference points. It's okay, Swing can actually look great. So
1: oh, absolutely. So I I also did one one of the years. I also did the extreme GUI makeover. Uh huh. And it's um,
0: then I saw you for sure because I didn't never missed the Java one and always yeah, attended it, the session.
1: Mm-hmm. It it was just fun to show. It was like you said, it was a showcase, right? You just show people, look. Well, what it was it with Anton Apple back then? Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. so I remember. It, it was a media player, but but it was not about. Um, the the functionality it was what you can do mm-hmm. if you know how to do it mm-hmm. and uh, we just took uh, i think it was a designer screenshot that someone designed that mm-hmm. and we said can we implement that in java fx and make it work from the screenshot make it really work as an application and we did that <clears throat> and um, it took some time but it's fascinating if you have this kind of challenges then and you can prove that it works then you can also spark the interest in people because then you can show it to them. See, look, this is possible. So it's not like Java is, is, is ugly or something. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's up to you. You can make it work. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a long time uh, doing all these things. I I mean, I stopped that when I... When I moved to, to Azul, which is um, because I did that for ten years, and, and to be honest, JavaFX is not evolving that much anymore.
0: So one so. question, this, so I just wanted to hear the entire story because uh, I have the feeling, or I will reinvite you back to talk about Azul for sure, because this is also it's okay. now my my interest. What interests <laughs> me right now is you know what you was your first Java one in San Francisco, right? So you the first time in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and you presented your what your gauge component or it is was source?
1: um i think the, the the session was about um wait let me think about maybe i can get even back the title it was um designed by keyboard something like that okay because i saw that in my own team at the in the former company that the product management came with some ideas what they would like to have in the software for their customers so they came to the software development development department went to the developer and t- the guy made a drawing on a piece of paper, like I need this. It mm-hmm. was a circle, and there was a pointer, and he said it needs to be a temperature gauge. So he, he <laughs> just put it on to the to the on the desk to the developer. Mm-hmm. So and that was exactly what he got. He got a circle, he got a line, mm-hmm. and there was zero, hundred, and then that's it. So and I showed that, and was like this happened in the company I was working for, and. Then I showed them how it could look like. Mm-hmm. That was one of my gauges. Mm-hmm. And people were like, wow. I said, oh, this is not hard. It's easy if you know how to do it. And then I went through the process of okay. how you can implement from an image, mm-hmm. a, a photo or whatever, mm-hmm. to the code. Mm-hmm. How you can tra- transform that stuff from from photo to, to code. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, I was surprised that n- nobody never ever did that before. So because I, I remember when I <clears throat> got accepted to Java 1, the, the track lead wrote me a mail and said, finally, you proposed something. We're waiting for that for years that you finally <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not, it's not easy to get to San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Someone has to pay for it. And um, Canoe at that time, they they uh, <gasps> exactly. me. Mm-hmm. And then they said, we pay you the flight and the hotel. Just go there and talk about it. And then that that was how it started. And then I saw the year after. I saw it at all of the conferences. I saw the people using my, my gauges everywhere. I was like, wow, this is really cool. I never thought that people use that because it was not made for production. I'm not a professional library designer or something. I just did it to to show if I can do it. And I created these libraries and I put it out and I said, don't use it in production. It's, I didn't even write tests for it. I just, it, it, it's really just a showcase. Uh-huh. but companies use it. So I was totally surprised when I saw it in the catalog of a electronic company and I saw some software, I was like, Oh, this is the stuff that I've wrote. So they use it. I, I never know who's using this. Stuff. Was it on GitHub or somewhere? <clears throat> it is on GitHub. Yeah, it still is. So <clears throat> I didn't, um, what's the name?
0: Steel, Steel, Steel
1: series. Steel series. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's, oh, it's quite old. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if this is, um, in the beginning it wasn't on GitHub. And then at some point I, I, put it there and left it there. So okay. yeah, but it's uh, it's still used. So I got a request, I think a couple of weeks back where someone said, I know it's old, but we use it here. Can you fix that one? I said, uh, sorry, no, I can't. I'm totally out of the swing yeah. stuff. So, I have no idea. It was
0: <laughs> maybe on Kenai on, on, on Mercurial before. Yeah, right. It was on Kenai. That's correct. I had it also, also a, a really great name, great you know, logos, great stickers from Sun. Yeah. I had yeah. everything on Kenai until it died. So I was a little bit <laughs> sad. And then I <laughs> yeah. migrated everything to GitHub. But the yeah. name Kenai, this was like, uh, this. everything was
1: right. And there was another one um, from Atlassian. There was also, uh, what was the name of it? A source? No, not Source. Source, source. No, I can't remember. There was something else. I had also hosted code there for some time, and then I moved to GitHub. Bitbucket. And I you mean, Bitbucket. That was. Yeah, the but one. it's still
0: around. It's not.
1: Yeah, they are still. But I, then I moved from Bitbucket to to GitHub. So I mm. yeah, still I have a, still a lot of stuff is in, in Bitbucket. The
0: project Can I, they they pinged me because a lots of project from, from them. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And on um, <laughs> funny funny note, so I had a lots of stuff on Mercurial on on Git. Yeah. And then uh, it was like ten years ago, and uh, I did all my examples in uh on git and I got on Amazon really bad reviews. So I'm a crazy I'm 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 pushing to Git and this is <laughs> esoteric why I'm not using SVN or C, uh, C uh, but it was funny right now you should now uh, rewatch the comments yeah, and I say yeah. okay this is actually this was the, 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 the worst review I ever got and you another thing was I was once and uh, that not sure how to call it a uh, program committee for jacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why someone asked me something, and uh, I just wanted to make fun, and I say I have no idea because I never wrote actually any code, so I'm just here for fun, and <laughs> and and uh, and they believe me, but then they you know the the, the <laughs> Sebastian is the is the organizer of JAX yeah, yeah. got an email and said <clears throat> they should uh, immediately you know um, uh, make cancel my commitments to the conference because they know for sure i'm not able to code anything it's just you know i'm complete fake and 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 he showed me this and i saw how it happened it's like i know i once i made a joke so i be careful what you're saying but they would really angry with me and uh and and sebastian just was laughing right but uh but he knew that i can code at least you know hello world and um, yeah yeah. (laughs) and this was actually fun right so this was uh, also some story so the, (laughs) the 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 um podcast listeners may wonder we both attend similar conferences but we actually never had time to talk to each other deeply. deeply so i only knew that you do something uh, with java fx and i knew you're still serious but i had no idea what you actually did right so this was yeah. the, the 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 thing we met at every conference actually yeah, always say hello times. and and then
1: exactly so what happens after this java one so what is the next one or what what you did then Oh, that was um, literally the start of me going to conferences talking about technology uh-huh. because I never did that before. Uh-huh. And um, then I also realized that I really like it uh-huh. to talking to people and show them stuff that you can do or whatever it is about technology, just presenting things. Uh-huh. Let me think about it because then I I moved to Canoe. Mm-hmm. which was a really great company with awesome what? people. Was it still is? Or is it, is it still No, around? Canoe is not existing anymore. Oh. Canoe is, is uh, it, there is, if you now look up Canoe because another company bought that that brand and now Canoe Engineering is a company in the US and they create cars for SpaceX, I think. <laughs> it's, wow. it's really fascinating. Yeah, so okay. there's a there's a story behind uh, how Canoe became Caracoon. This is in principle, okay. it's the same people more or less and then it became Caracoon. But Canoo was very special to me because there have been so many great people like Andres and Excel. Um There's Dirk König. Exactly. <clears throat> he He's just awesome. And other people that are not very well-known in the community, but they are really great. So I really love that company and they made a lot of stuff uh, possible for me. And without them, I wouldn't be uh, mm-hmm. part of the community like I'm now. <clears throat> so um, yeah, I started going to conferences, talk about stuff. And then I realized that not a lot of people do graphics with Java. That was maybe to my benefit because I, it was easy to to get some kind of name in the community for doing graphics because nobody did it, right? Mm-hmm. So it, 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 there haven't been any libraries and stuff. So um, for a long time, I was the only one really pushing and, and talking about JavaFX. Um, but I stopped doing that because I... I mean, I like it. I love the API. It, this is, for me, one of the really best graphics APIs if you do applications, because they really thought about how you can do things in the in right way. And I, I tried different things. I coded for Android. I, I do Swift. I, I do stuff for Garmin devices and for all oh. kinds of things. So I, lo- I love to code. And
0: what is Garmin, actually? Is it C or what API do they have?
1: It's called Monkey C. Okay. Which is a, and they say it's a mixture between Java, JavaScript, Python and C. Oh, this so is the very, great possible strange choice. Strange. So if someone yeah, asks exactly. me
0: what's my opinion about the language, it's like I have no idea. They do monkey C. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you get <laughs> you will learn everything. everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's very for me it was another challenge. So I, I once bought a, a Garmin watch and then I, I thought how can I write a watch face for that? And I saw, oh they have an API, oh they have a language, let's try it. And it was again about graphical stuff, how they do it. And once you see all these different ways of doing graphics in different languages, I, I think I can judge that JavaFX is quite good in getting started and getting things done easily. It this is that's great. It gets complex if you would like to do more complex things. Then it's not that easy anymore, uh-huh. and you don't find a lot of documentation how to do that. Um, but uh, this is with the others; it's the same. Uh-huh if you go with Swift, for example... Mm-hmm. I do exactly. Swift
0: UI is even worse, I guess, right? Because Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's a totally different approach. Very restrictive. So mm-hmm. they, they force you to use a model mm-hmm. separate from the UI, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you are used to mix up things because it's easier sometimes, you can't. Mm-hmm. So you really have to think differently. And I think uh, with... Uh, what's the other one from Kotlin now? Um Compose, I think, is the the framework. For Android, right? The Reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a very similar approach to yeah. Swift UI. And it's um, once you're used to it, it's nice, kind of. But I still like the way uh, that I can use in JavaFX. I have so many possibilities. By the way,
0: I also had a contribution to JavaFX. I almost forgot about that. So... Um, I observed, to you know, how, how I build enterprise apps. So um, I never even tried to do something, you know. That <laughs> this was the afterburner the, with the dependency yeah. injection. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this blew up, actually. People wanted, you know, to clone it or whatever. And I said, yeah, come on. This is what I'm doing all the time on the server. Now it's a mass hysteria with about yeah. three classes. And I tried to yeah. keep it lean. It was like five classes and it worked surprisingly well. So I was very yeah. productive with it.
1: People still use it. I, I, I was in touch with someone uh, this year. Uh, and I can't remember when it was. And they said, oh, yeah, we use that. I said, oh, okay, cool. Cool.
0: This is, this is re- remarkable because uh, yeah. this was like dependency injection separation of the generated code from the... yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, Which so you are aware sense, of it. Yeah.
0: Afterburner was the name.
1: Oh yeah, okay. yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I saw that in lots of projects when I worked for, for oh. Canoe and Caracoon. People use that a lot, so it, it it's interesting.
0: So it's uh, cool because you did, you know, you had your gauge moment. I created dependency injection, and it was a oh, you no. Know, was really surprised that everyone likes that because for me it yeah, was yeah, yeah, uh-huh.
1: because you solved the problem in an easy way, mm-hmm. right? And then that's what people like, right? And then okay, of course you're known. So if you talk about it, then people will probably try it, and then they see, oh, it, it works. It's great. So then mm-hmm. they use it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I I did, for example, I also implemented the, the properties from JavaFX. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit overloaded for me. They're the reactive so I, ones, right? Uh, yeah. So I created my a copy of that. So I just did the same. Mm-hmm. They You can even exchange them. I don't have the, um, they have this, what is it, the, the natural language API where you mm-hmm. can, um, the DSL, but, right? D, 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 yes, yeah, so I don't have this one. And um, so it's a little bit smaller, but I can use that on the server side because I really like that approach that I can just create properties, have listeners and event system. I also created a copy of the Java. Was FX it a
0: part of the dolphin, which cannot create? No, it? no, no. This okay. is,
1: I just did that on my own. I have a library, which is called, I think, Toolbox, and that contains the event system and the properties, cool. which is more or less the same that is in JavaFX, but not that big. Mm-hmm. So it's it's smaller and I can use it on the server side. And it has uh, bidirectional binding and and unidirectional binding. So if I need to do stuff like that, then sometimes that's quite useful. Mm -hmm. So I'm, and and this is, that's probably me. I don't like dependencies in general. I I really like, because I see all these frameworks and they come with all these things. I think this is not needed. You, You don't need all these stuff. Mostly you need some tiny things. And then if you have that, you can, that's all you need right like like you did with afterburner this is very much the same you just figured out i just need three or five classes to to do this kind of things mm-hmm. so i don't need a huge framework just to to get this tiny part out of it so and then i see it the same way
0: classic way uh, the classic of uh, a few weeks ago i performed a code review and this was like to have a list modifiable they uh, used google collections or whatever instead list copy of you know I look. uh, This is a list copy of, and I think um, this that's exactly the same way they did it. And 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 uh, yeah, it's interesting because maybe what happens is they find this solution and then they and Stack Overflow maybe right and say okay, this uh, this library is required and they pull the library. And for me, this is I never do this because uh, in order to you know add a library, I will have to understand. Some, how yeah, it works. Exactly. I'm always afraid to you know if I p- pull this library, it will interfere with another library and then I spend you know, the entire night debugging so I'm too lazy. So just you know, use Java and go, right?
1: For me, it's also a security thing. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you know, yeah, right, right now... Yeah. Dependencies where you don't know this stuff, you just need one class out of this huge collection and then, but is it vulnerable? I have no idea. So mm-hmm. I, And sometimes or most of the times you don't really need the whole stuff. You just need one or two classes yeah, exactly. and then and then you took a, took take a look at Java and see, oh, it, it, this is two lines of code. So I can do that on my own. So I don't really need the Java. Java is extremely
0: powerful, by the way. So if you, it is. We should spend yeah. more time in Java doc. It's incredible what, what's
1: inside, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is maybe one of the problems that people getting lazy. And we have so many things out there, which is great on one side, because if you need something, you will probably find it in the Java environment. But on the other hand, that leads to the fact that people implement or, or use dependencies just because they need this one functionality and yeah. they don't even look at Java, right? They don't even try to, oh, it's easy. It's already in the API maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So you just don't know and then you use this dependency. And I think uh, if people would spend more time in in reading Java Doc and trying to figure out how to do it in Java itself, mm-hmm. we could get way smaller uh, applications and, and, and less problems with transitive dependencies.
0: Yeah. This is why I always like the application service in Java because you download the thing and you could start working. And uh, and Java One, I also um, attended some sessions. that always talk about best of breed. You know, this is application mm. servers are bad because you download it once and and they would like to compose everything. And I say I don't like yeah. it. I don't like before yeah. the project you know, to think what is the best library of the day and compose it because the next day could be different, right? And <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. they, they, <laughs> and and the probability that everything will die after five years is very high. But if you, oh, yeah. you know use something which everyone uses is boring. You know, this is a uh, back to cars. If you would pick in Germany Volkswagen, and everything is based on Volkswagen, you know the Audi yeah. and whatever, yeah. Seat, everything is the same. But if you pick an esoteric car that it breaks, that you don't find the parts. The you know the the uh, the chances are higher that uh, that you get you are in trouble. So well, so what happens then?
1: So you do the Garmin stuff and you do the other stuff and oh, I also did a, 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 some pathway through JavaScript. So that ah. was probably around two 2000- thousand. 13 14 when html5 came out mm-hmm. with canvas mm-hmm. so i was like wow this is this is i can do stuff in the browser this is cool so i ported parts of this steel series library to javascript wow and um, it's still available and it's widely used i also didn't know that so because it's more or less the same and for me it was the challenge can i do the same that i did in swing can i do that in javascript mm-hmm. and so i started creating this library and um it still works and it's plain javascript and so this is this is what i like if you if i saw all these frameworks coming and going right so it's jquery i can't i don't know what it all is so for me it's just too much they always save the same problem over and over again instead of using just what they have so i can use my my plain javascript library and it still works everywhere Mm -hmm. because HTML5 now is, is the standard, yeah. so you can use yeah. Canvas everywhere. Uh, and browsers browsers got way better. In the beginning, it was not that fast, but now it's just it works on on the Wii U, it works on the, swi- on the switch on on my phone everywhere where I have a browser, I can use it. And what happened is that uh, some and there's a guy in somewhere in the UK, and he's working on um, on a software. Where they visualize uh, weather stations. Okay, so okay, and he pinged me and said, "Oh, you have this library. Can I use that?" So you should just use it. And this is used everywhere because he, his framework is used everywhere. And so, and he started also contributing okay. and maintaining it. And so it became very popular uh, on on this weather station software for browsers. Right, if there's a city, they have a weather station, so they have a website. Wow. They put, then I saw my library there. I said, "Oh." Again, the cool. same effect that I got with Swing. <laughs> but then I stopped doing uh, JavaScript because of JavaScript. <laughs>
0: <It's>, <laughs> What's the name of the
1: library? SteelSeries. Series, okay. Yeah, it's JS yeah. is the name. And it's, um, uh, it probably is not the correct way of implementing it. I'm not a JavaScript pro- programmer, but uh, it works. Yeah. So and, and, and it was used. So I think uh, even Mitty uh, Sodir König, who's a professor now in the uh, at the university in Switzerland, he uses that as an example in his lectures. So because this is plain JavaScript, okay. there's no frameworks involved. And um, yeah, that was in the beginning. I was fascinated by doing that uh, because I can run stuff in the mm-hmm. browser. Wow, awesome! now I'm not a total big fan of browser stuff. If I see I have to start the browser, which is a desktop application, to run an application in the browser that looks like a desktop application, then I ask myself, why? What's Mm -hmm. the reason? Mm -hmm. Why should I do that? It Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me. But okay, this is the way it goes. Then people should enjoy all their new frameworks every three weeks. Uh, I I don't need that. So (laughs) I use JavaScript for... It is sometimes nice so i use some npm stuff on my on my server because it's easier mm-hmm. for example to pass an mqtt message or an http request to an mqtt message and then through my browser to my broker i can just get the messages everywhere so that's it's a couple of lines of code in in javascript which is nice for this kind of stuff for scripting i like it for doing applications i don't really like it okay and also don't like all the stuff around it so there's this TypeScript, which is for me like Java, right? Exactly, yeah. So I don't see the reason why should I do that. So what's the point? Why should I do TypeScript just to get JavaScript that works? This is not the
0: worst. The interesting part is I remember as JavaScript became more, and more popular on all conferences, the argument, the, the arguments were, they use javascript because more flexible and java is type safe and everyone is limited because everyone you know has to fight with the with the types and yeah. uh, the, 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 the the productivity comes with like in ruby and javascript obviously you can write fast code because you are not you know you are not yeah. uh, uh, you don't have to think about typing yeah you don't have to and the and the compiler is uh, doesn't fight against you and, uh, and you've, you ensure, you know, the type safety with unit tests. This was the argumentation for a long yep. time. And then really surprised me that TypeScript is type safe. And I say, okay, yeah. n- now what are they doing? Now, because we had this 10 years Java, so why now? Complete the opposite is true, but no one argumented anymore. So they say, yeah. oh, but what, you know what happened there this summer? More hmm. and more companies are going away from TypeScript because it is too hard you know to uh, to deploy the libraries or to, to to no yeah to deploy the libraries like you know the ruby guys uh, switch back to plain javascript which i understand because you know but yeah. but typescript was for me always uh, uh, and what i don't like is the entire build process in between? You know, I mean, if it already runs in a browser, why we need to build it again? I mean, this is, uh, yeah, this is crazy.
1: But yeah, so I, for me the same. Maybe we are too.
0: <laughs> no, you should look what I am doing. Go to my GitHub and search for BCE Design. It is okay. like afterburner for JavaScript. It's just plain JavaScript with web components, uh, yeah. and you can build UIs without anything. It's yeah, it will be absolutely compatible with your SteelSeries.
1: Yeah, which is great because yeah. this is. Did nothing. It's just, you know. And it, it goes back to the stuff that you said before, right? Instead of looking for other languages, first of all, learn the stuff that you have and yeah, use it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then,
0: yeah. <laughs> More vacations. So yeah. so what happens? Then you joined Azul or was it something in between?
1: Um, oh, yeah. I was also at Oracle in between. So um, mm-hmm. I was fascinated by, by Sun, right? This is We, we share that yeah. fascination. <laughs> so I was at the Sun Tech Days in, in Frankfurt in Germany. Yes. And I saw Simon Ritter and uh, other people there and I was like, Wow, this is so cool what they do with that. There was sunspots, right? This yeah. tiny devices, Still have them. device. Yeah. Again, ahead of time. Yeah. Way ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was IoT already. Yes. And so I saw that and I was like, wow. I was blown away by that. Mm-hmm. So I, I ordered in the in the Sun merchandising store mm-hmm. uh, the web i ordered sunspots for 600 german marks at that time yeah. just to have them and started coding with this because i was fascinating in doing that and i used that um and then because of this all this speaking at conferences i remember that at DevOps in belgium simon came to me at one devox and said um, you know we should talk so would you like to work for me i was like yes mm-hmm. <laughs> i would love to work for you so then i became a java evangelist at oracle Uh, unfortunately all this went down the drain because of management changing and then they figured out years later that oh it wasn't a good idea to get rid of all the evangelists now we have again uh, the the devrel people right which is the same Um, that was good times and uh, Simon moved to Azul when when he left uh, Oracle I went to Caracoon to to Kanhu at that time and then it became Caracoon so um, I did Consultancy projects uh, in in countries. sometime I was in Singapore for some time uh, on a project, but this whole project work wasn't really for me. So I don't know. I'm maybe this is because I, I came from that uh, semiconductor world where I was. We were have been working on a product. So that means yeah. you have a product and you huge you difference. Go- yeah, you go to the customer, you install it, you get the feedback, you take the feedback, you implement new stuff based on that feedback. You go the next time, people are like, wow, this is cool. So you can improve and improve over time. I really like that a lot. And you know your stuff really well. Mm-hmm. When I got to the project world, it's like it's short periods of time where you work in a project, you're not allowed to share the code, you can't show or sometimes not allowed to talk about it. So you you leave the project, everything's gone. You start something new, yeah. and this this is, I think, uh, some kind. You either this kind or that kind, because people. I, I know a lot of people. They like that. Oh, I can always have new environments, new technologies. This is great. I was like, no, I'm not interested in in all this new stuff. I I would like to go deeper and improve. So I'm stuff. a
0: I'm a hybrid. I'm doing project with old technology. You know, this is <laughs> this works great. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so this is how, and then I I got the chance to work for Azul, and I was like, oh, this is so good because uh, Simon is a really good friend of mine, and now we work together again. And there's Gertjan that I I know him for I don't know twelve years, Pratik I know for years, so it's it's people you know, it's just good, it's a, it's a good environment to work with with friends, right? So this is um, that that's how it came, and then I stopped doing JavaFX on conferences because there was nothing really new anymore. Okay, I still love it as I, I'm. I'm before we had the call, I'm still working on some JavaFX stuff. So JDK I, I Monitor,
0: I saw it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so on, it's
0: really interesting. On yeah. that note, uh, I will invite you back. And because I also like Azul for different reasons. I, I should follow the company for a long time. And I was a little bit sad about the direction. Um, no, Not now, uh, like 10 years ago, because they mm-hmm. had something which they don't have anymore. just like a cliffhanger. And I was really fascinated by that. Uh, called Vega. Uh, just yeah uh, yeah and uh i I would like to talk with you about uh you know java azul and uh azul technologies and crack and just you know this what we we are actually doing the next time so it will be sure today was fun the next time is work
1: it was way it was a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) so it's um, always this is interesting it's always great to talk to people that have the the same age, <laughs> and, and did go through the same. Yeah, but
0: I mean, we are in the twenties, so of- you won't find, you know, so many yeah. people in our age. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. Java keeps us young, you know. We have all the Back to the Future and everything experience. Exactly. So this is why, exactly, <laughs> just decorator pattern. Where you look sometimes different, right? So yeah. like aliens. Where people can oh, find no. you on the internet?
1: On the internet, I'm. Um, uh, mainly on twitter still so i, yeah. I will stick there around mm-hmm. as long as it goes so it's uh, hansolo underscore mm-hmm. and this is really the only platform that i'm using blue sky because as well I, I, right i have blue sky and mastodon mm-hmm. blue sky is coming so yeah. i i really like it it feels like twitter was in the beginning mm-hmm. i still miss some things like uh, hashtags that would be great to have that um and direct messages. But more but and more Java that...
0: communities meeting there. So the communities get yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. And nice and nice in Blue Sky. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's, it, it gets better and better. So I really like that. And it, there is no, all this this crap that we have on Twitter. But Twitter still, I mean, you, I have a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a great way. What's to your handle community? on Twitter? Hansolo underscore. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> perfect. So see you next time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.